Welcome to TV is Live. What's up, Julia? You know, stuff. I'm here. We're doing it. We're doing it. I watched two episodes back to back. I'm, you know, it's it's good. It's good. And they were cute episodes. They so were cute. I'm ready. You ready to get oh, weird? Yeah, I'm always ready to get weird. You know I live in the weirdness. <laughs> okay. Um, But before we start the first episode, season two, episode three. Yeah. Do the rightest thing. The rightest thing. <laughs> anyway, I got to tell you, this, this hurt me. This hurt my feelings. For what? This, this, I did not like this episode. And oh, this word. Is first, this is the first Ted Lasso episode I have n- actually not liked. I, uh, I liked it. I can okay. maybe think why you said that, because there were some things that, um, stuck out to me, mm-hmm. but I liked the overall episode a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. Okay. Let's hop in. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're going to. Are you going to say why things. you didn't like it? Because I bet you I can predict the, some things. Okay, predict. Well, it's it's we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'll, I'll cover it as we get into it because I I want to I we're going to get into it really quickly because it's in like the first scene. Um, there are two things. There's two things I really don't care for. Okay. All right. So. Like uh, we just said, this is season two, episode three. The episode is called Do the Rightest Thing. Um, I love this episode title. Shout out to Mookie and Radio Raheem. And most of all, Rosie Perez's dancing. Okay. I used to watch that shit. Like, I didn't even watch the movie most of the time. You would watch would, Rosie Perez's yeah, dancing? I just watched like the first, like whatever it is. Like she like dances for five minutes straight. <laughs> I just watched that and shut it off. Um, okay. So love the episode title. So the first scene was delightfully awkward with Ted meeting Nora and walking in on a girl talk sesh between her mom, Sassy, and Rebecca. Two things. Yes. One, this is where we get to the first thing. This is not a charming interaction he has with this child. It is not. <laughs> it thinks it is. It is not. <laughs> but I do enjoy Ted, the the interaction that follows quite a bit. Yeah, I did too. So what put you off about the Ted-Nora thing? Nora is not written like a child. Nora's supposed to be 13. Mm-hmm. She's not written like a child. Um, I, I like that about her. Neither is Phoebe, and I understand that. But having two not children in the same episode, like for some reason, Phoebe doesn't bother me as much. I think because li- like younger kids, especially like little, little kids, can occasionally be very weird and very direct. But um, teenagers do not talk like this. And uh, it it was driving me up a wall. Plus, I did not care for how they styled her hair. Oh, I liked her. I liked her little bandana. No, that's what I she liked, does. Um, I'm going to let you in on a secret. That is what white girls do when they don't wash their hair. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, maybe what's up with her hair? But I then thought, well, maybe it's just a fashion choice. And I think case. it turned out to be just a fashion choice. But I'm going to tell you, one, I live near a high school. Kids do not dress like this with their <laughs> hair like that. And two, um, at least not where I live. She is uh, a Brit, so maybe they like dress like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention to her clothes, Counter- but she kind of she put me in the mo- in the vibe of uh, like '90s grunge fashion. Like she, in my mind, she was wearing like flannel and overalls and stuff. But yeah, I don't know oh, I didn't right. have a problem with their fashion overall. I just did not care for how they did the poor girl's hair. And I will preface this with um, the actress is lovely. I think she did a wonderful job. Uh, my I take issue with the writing, not with how it is portrayed. I actually liked how mature she was because I think it helps underscore the point about how 
how long a period of time Rebecca was gone. And then I, I also like the that way would work that if she was like 15 or 16, she is too young for this behavior. No, no, no. I just mean um, as a device. Like if Rebecca's supposed to be in the mindset that she's a six-year-old and this girl is 13, they make a point about she's basically ready to start her period. She's, you know, if she runs into an errant cobblestone, cobblestone. she's going to start her period. Um, She's 13. And if she's dropping like bars of hot fire, she fits in with the workplace. She's giving adults great advice. It underscores the fact that you've missed this girl growing up. So that's what I liked about it. And I also thought that she was a cool character. Like, I like the idea of, like, a wise, headstrong little girl. <laughs> but I think that was me in a lot of ways. Uh, I can promise you, you're not as wise as you thought you are. Children are idiots. <laughs> no, uh, let, let me, let me, let me tell you. <laughs> I was, I was, I had it in a bag. Okay. At like okay, I believe 13. you. <laughs> sure. Sure did. you did. Okay. So you want to get into the first scene? The sassy and uh Yeah. So basically in this scene we learn that Sassy has a back tattoo. That she removed. That she got that removed. She, now she misses it. Um Aww. Ted is Ted during sex, right? He's very eager to please. Um that but is, it was that fantastic. Is one of the lines I wrote down. <laughs> it was fantastic. And he finished somewhere else, let's say. Uh she didn't say exactly where. Uh, we also learn that, um, as I said, Miss Nora is about to get her period. So they're just going in full girl talk. And I love Ted when he walks in on the girl talk moments because he's so awkward. Yes. Uh, and then also about this scene, I wanted to point out that when Ted and Sassy are talking about shagging, that Rebecca like spits out her biscuits. Like she literally blows cookies. <laughs> well, so, so okay. So finer points. One, I love that Ted gets, uh, Ted gets bashful. I think that's very endearing. Um, two, I don't think it's, none of this conversation is workplace appropriate. I know oh. they don't really have a workplace relationship, but, yeah. uh, no, it's wildly inappropriate. Going too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I did love, I did love, um, Sassy's comment, which was, cause Rebecca goes, is he like that? And implying in bed. And she goes, the whole time. And so eager to please. It was fabulous. And then Rebecca spits out her biscuits. I uh, I would love that. I would love, you know, Ted Ted is on all the time. I'm into it. <laughs> Not to tell you too much about me, but anyway. Mm. Okay, so from here on, I'm going to split the recap into two sections just for efficiency. In the first section, we'll talk about the Ted and Jamie storylines because those are connected. And then in the second session, we'll talk about uh the rebecca and sam storylines because those are connected too and then everybody kind of comes back around at the end if i recall correctly so yes with ted and jamie so at the pregame press conference we learn that richmond is about to play coventry city i think is how you say it coventry coventry thank you this weekend um against whom they are heavily favored uh so maybe this is a chance to break their tie streak eight there are eight ties yeah it's it's bad <laughs> that's bad. a lot of ties quite and frankly all. it's kind of impressive like statistically so many impressive. ties yeah, yeah yeah statistically impressive yeah uh but very bad and it seems to get worse um trent Krim, the independent asked uh, ted about jamie he's coming in with the hard questions hell yeah he always investigative reporter okay he doesn't yeah, just trent you don't just get a job at the independent by being lazy right it's a good paper 
I mean, uh, he might have just got it with that fabulous hair. Yeah, they may, maybe they like hey, that hair. hair is fabulous enough to really, to really bring it home. And the leopard print shoes, which I had oh, bought a pair. The loafers. Of. Did you get loafers just like Trent Krim? I got flats. They're not loafers because I don't like loafers, uh, but they yeah. are leopard. Loafers seem weird sometimes. I, f- I every time I see them, I think, do I want loafers? And the answer is almost always no. That's almost my thought process exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Trent asked Ted about Jamie and whether his return will mess up the team's vibe, which they were concerned about last episode. And Ted's all like, no, Jamie's on a path to becoming a better man. Think of me as his own personal Mr. Miyagi. Mm. I liked uh, Trent's use of the word vibe and the kind of stink he put on it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. You put stink on all that. That was fun. God bless Trent Krim. God bless him. Uh, (laughs) Well, over in the locker room, the vibe is good on most fronts, but fairly crappy on another in that everyone's chatting and they're being all chummy, having a good time. But Jamie Tart is sitting over in the corner by himself, lacing up a pair of they're really killer. Like they're like nice hot pink boots. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's just he's by by his lonesome, basically. He's all sad. He's He's all sad. Yeah, he's being a sad boy. He's sad and lonely. (laughs) And he even tries to get in on the fun when Keeley comes in to show off Sam's Dubai Air advertisement, but no one responds to the joke. They're like, womp, womp, like, anyways. No, 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 it goes silent, and it's because that is something Jamie would have said, but not in jest, previously. Yeah. Yeah, they're basically, like, they're not having it. Yeah, they're like, you think this is funny? You said this to our face and meant it. This is not, like, ribbing. Yeah. You, yeah, it was a vibe of, uh... Because they were ribbing on Sam. It was a vibe of, like, you can't get in on this. You haven't earned this. Yes. And also, like, that's not funny because you said it. Because you. Right. Yeah. And so Keely's, uh, she's also there to ask the guys to sign up for a new dating app that she's partnering with, that she's doing some freelance work for called Banter. B-A-N-T-R, mm-hmm. like Grinder. Colin says. <laughs> Listen, Colin knows what's up. Colin knows what's up. And uh, why did they look at him all weird like he can't be on Grinder? Or know I about think Grindr. maybe they they didn't know that maybe he's I, I don't know if we've never seen him with a lady have we I don't know but I'm just like you know let Colin be Colin <laughs> yeah yeah it's one of those things where it didn't come it doesn't tip full into like homophobia but it's also like I th- I I kind of interpreted it more of like oh like here's Colin like kind of freely perhaps admitting to a room full of men that he is gay or at least maybe bisexual. Mm. Good for Colin. He's gotten a lot better in season two. Good for Colin. Uh, (laughs) So then Ted comes in and he tries to get practice started. But before he can really get into it, Jamie asks to speak. And he says that he realizes that he wasn't the best teammate back when he was originally on the team. And he sincerely apologizes for that. And he also apologizes for calling uh, Colin a jaundiced worm. And for in his hit- hometown paper. <laughs> oh, yeah, that does make it worse. Um, it does. And, and for hitting on uh, Bumper Catch, I love that name, <laughs> Bumper Catch's mom in front of his dad, and for cupping a fart and putting it in the French guy's face. Richard. Rich- Richard. Richard. <laughs> I just call him the other French guy who's not Zoro. <laughs> Zoro is, ca- is, is Canadian. French Canadian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Quebecois. 
And then let's not forget that he got them relegated. So there, there is that Isaac comes in with that that one. Yeah, they're still pissed at him, understandably. So the whole thing just spirals out of control. I mean, the locker room looks like a yeah, scene it gets, out of it gets like, gross. Did you hear? Wait, before we can, did you hear what Jan Moss yelled at him? <laughs> yeah, I was getting to that. Okay. <laughs> so basically, like the whole thing looks like like the stage of like Maury or Jerry Springer or something, right? Like people it are does. just yelling, like you know, f- from their chairs, pointing fingers, and yeah, Jan was like. I don't even know you and I don't like you. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Like, it was just like, I thought it was like a very sweet thing because like Jan is kind of like odd. He's you know, very odd. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not mean. He's just Dutch, right? Yeah, um, Just direct. But like, I like that he's still enough of the, even as odd as he is, he's still enough of the team to get in on like yelling at Jamie. Right, yeah. And um, after all this, Sam gives Ted a knowing look, you know, I kind of interpreted it as like, mm-hmm, I knew this shit was going to happen, right? Yeah. I knew this wasn't going to work. Okay. So in the next scene, we're out on the pitch and Ted puts Jamie on the reserve team to start, which I think is smart and makes sense. He thinks it'll be nice for the other players to see him earn his spot back and basically tells Jamie to cool it during practice. Like, don't be like being a show off, right? Well, of course, mm-hmm. Jamie doesn't listen. Uh, that's not his strong suit, like listening to people. <laughs> no. Not the first time around. I think Jamie, yeah. Jamie, I think, thought it would be easy. Yes. I don't know. He was yeah, underestimating, like, what it would take to get in their good graces. I think he under- and I think he also underestimated how badly he hurt people. Yeah. Oh, I think he had no concept. Like, no. I think walking into the locker room was like a rude awakening like oh they really don't fuck with me (laughs) like yeah um so yeah jamie doesn't listen and he tries to right out the gate drive to the hole with this like very fancy nice footwork but dikembe matambo i mean (laughs) sam blocks yeah blocks that shit and he's like "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh not in my house and i'm surprised that he didn't start like waving his finger at at, at jamie that's how good that's how like savage the block was it was, but also I don't think uh, English people would have gotten that reference. So I think that's why they didn't do it. But also, <laughs> before they get onto onto the field, Nate says with like with unchecked and unlike mitigated glee that they are going to kill him, and he was right. Yes, and I know we've talked about the rise of Dark Nate uh, in this in this season. Mm-hmm. I do not think this is one of those indications because I can understand a hundred percent. Why Nate would be not pleased with the return of Jamie Tart. Full on. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Also, I can understand why he would be. It's Schadenfreude again. You know, like why he's over there like, get this, you know, get this motherfucker, right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> love it. So meanwhile, the coaches, uh, Ted, Beard, and Nate are watching over this. And over Ted's shoulder, we see that Dr. Sharon's watching over everybody and taking notes. Yep. So it's a mess. And she's observing all of this. Ted checks in with Jamie, who's trying his best. Okay, bless his heart. Um, he's still on the outs with the team and figures he can just buy their affection by buying them all PS5s, uh, which is a, maybe a good idea, but that's not going to be enough. Well, yeah, listen, listen, as someone who would love a PS5, it might work on me. Though I have one. I do have a PS5. But at the point when this actually aired for the first time, I did not. Yeah. And I would have loved a PS5. If Jamie Tart had bought me a PS5, 
No, I'm a petty bitch. I would have taken it and not forgiven. It, that's what, yeah, I think they would take it. Yeah. You know? But it wouldn't do anything. Well, Ted thinks that this is a break glass in case of emergency situation. And Nate's like, okay, I agree. Let's get Dr. Sharon. Smart thinking, Ned. Nate, <laughs> or Nate. Nate, Nate, is, Nate is a smart cookie. And Ted reacts to this suggestion like Nate was calling the Candyman or something. He's like, no, 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 mm-mm, Don't buddy. Let's, let's not bring the Candyman into this. You, <laughs> I was watching horror movies over the weekend. And let's not bring, let's not bring those people in here. I, I can't deal with it. I only said it once. Um, okay, good. <laughs> so, but Ted, like, shuts it down like, mm-mm, no. And instead of the good doctor, Ted has another idea. It's time for Lead Tasso. Uh, <laughs> so, I hate this idea. I this, hate it so much. <laughs> so this is a last resort is what Beard uh, tells us. And, well, I'm just like, okay, this seems like a good idea. I can't wait. <clears throat> that was sarcasm. So <laughs> I hate this. Were these the two points that you called? Because this, 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 these are, these are, this is the two points that I, I had no, no, no. With. I actually love this. Ooh, do you really? I think this <laughs> I love is Lattesso. too. <laughs> I just uh, think it's dumb, but I love, I love it's it. Dumb. Like it's dumb, like dumb. It's dumb to the point. I think it's somewhat insulting um, to the intelligence of the viewer. Like oh, it's a well, I don't, I don't think they mean for you to take it seriously. Well, so that's my problem. Is is that they've shown this world to be kinder and not, not our world. Not as realistic as our world, but not cartoonish. This is cartoonish. This is like cartoon logic. I don't I, care for it. I think that they have been doing cartoony things. Like I think that they've been doing like mm. things that are Simpsons esque. Like for they've a been while. having they've been doing jokes and stuff. It's been jokey, but this is this is cartoonish. This this tips into. I don't. I don't care for this. I truly don't. I think this is a major misstep because it is just straight up cartoonish. So, oh, and there might there's a there's a behind the scenes scenes reason mm-hmm. why this happens too, which I'll mention. I don't know if you know about that. No. So, okay. So Ted, uh, I mean Led Tasso. Led Tasso. He- <laughs> He comes barreling out of the club, like, on 10. He punk kicks balls. He's, like, flipping over tables like Teresa from uh, Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> and he, just think of it as, like, Ted's version of Wario. But in this case, it was Wario that came first. So this is the little behind-the-scenes uh, mm. piece, is that Led Tasso is actually what the original NBC Sports like commercial version of Ted Lasso was. So when Jason Sudeikis first conceived of Ted Lasso, he was like this, this character. So maybe that's why they put it in there. Is there like paying homage to themselves? I I suspect probably, but I still don't, I didn't care for that whole weird ball speech. (laughs) Um, It was very peculiar. And that quick passing joke about the, the lawn, the week pass weaker than when my drama teacher asked me to mow his lawn. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That was one. dark. Dark. Oh, wait. Dark. Why is that dark? He's saying his teacher made a pass at him. Like uh, oh. his male teacher made a pass at him, a supposedly like underage child. Oh, I didn't even catch that at all. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. But I did catch the thing about um, do you want to make the ball your girlfriend and play with the little nub? <laughs> oh, 
Ugh, I hated it. <laughs> just the things that he was saying, Julia. Okay. And this is another reason why I actually like Led Tasso is because he reminds me of like coaches. Now, remember, I grew up in the South. So this is this. I swear to God, this is not a far stretch. Oh, I know. I understand. Um, <laughs> like, I understand. So like, I don't have a, I don't, I have seen and been a part of like, Remember, I grew up playing sports, so I've seen behavior like this and, like, talking and, like, trying to rally the troops through kind of just intimidation. Yeah. Like, I understand this behavior is not... I mean the ridiculousness as well. Yeah, it's not the ridiculousness. It's... I just don't like how it's portrayed. It's clearly an act. It's clearly, like... I just don't... It just... It doesn't... Well, it's Ted being Ted, but this is what I mean. I know. So, like, in school. But I just don't like it. I don't like it. In school, we had, and I wish I could tell, like, the full story on air, but I cannot. And uh, if I remember, I'll mention it to you later. But we had this one um, teacher slash coach who, I mean, he sported, like, a jerry curl. His name was Mr. Elders. Mm -hmm. Um, He would threaten people by saying, I'll put that thing on you. Like, he was full on that. He was crazy bizarre. He was, like, hulked up. Like him and his uh, girlfriend or wife were like bodybuilders. And that's how he was basically Led Tasso. He would go around saying crazy things to people all aggro. So when I saw Led Tasso, I was like, that's Mr. Elders. <laughs> like, so it made so much sense to me. Um, but yeah, I was just dying. I thought it was funny. I had tears in my eyes the whole time. And I, I have in my notes, I had to replay it a few times to catch all the jokes. But apparently I didn't catch all the jokes because you just had one that I didn't even hear. Um, also mm-hmm. the camera work in this scene was like all herky jerky. And I feel like that really made, um, that was really effective and that it made lead seem like he was bigger than life. You know, like I, I, I like that little bit of it. Um, and then another great line <laughs> when lead Tasso was basically wrapping up, he was like, what's the matter, O'Brien, your butt still hurt. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Elders again. <laughs> Like, I, I swear I heard, like, an actual person, you know, love telling people that they're butthurt and stuff like that. So this was so, oh God, it gave me flashbacks. Anyway, so the team catches on to Ted and Jamie, you know, the little act that he's doing. And Jamie pokes his head up to make it stop. And he's like, we get it. Stop screaming. Like, stop the Jekyll and Hyde routine. You're going overboard. And that does seem to gain Jamie some appreciation from his other teammates. So, you know, it kind of worked what Ted was up to. When it's over, Beard snaps Ted out of whatever kind of like fugue state he's in, apparently, because he like goes, he just loses himself in Lead Tassel. And I have to say, if the choices are between Lead Tassel, the like asshole sociopath, and Coach Care Bear, I'm going to take Coach Care Bear all day. Right. Like I, I like original Ted. I also like the contrast between uh, Ted motivating people in positive ways and somebody like Led Tasso who would motivate people in negative ways. Um, and I should just say that if somehow uh, anybody ever figures out who I am or Mr. Elders is, um, <laughs> he was a lovely, he changed my life. He was a lovely, lovely person. But as a coach, very different than he was um, as a teacher. <laughs> so Dr. Sharon is like, well, that was interesting. You pretend to be an asshole so the team will, you know, have a common enemy instead of hating Jamie. And it did work a little bit, but also, as you said, Julia, very transparent as a scheme. So in the next time we see Jamie, 
he goes in to talk to Keeley about what he should do. You know, how does he get back in the, or how does he establish some grace with the team? Because he doesn't have any at all. I love this interaction. Loved it. Because Keeley's just like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, <laughs> yeah. mm hmm, and just takes his ass right to Dr. Fieldstone. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. I love it because she's like, I'm not paid to listen to you. Not your girlfriend anymore, so I don't have to listen to you. Let's go get you some professional help, mm-hmm. which God bless him. Jamie does need. We all do from time to time. I'm not here to not not here to judge anybody. Sometimes we all just need a little bit of help. Yeah. And uh uh I love it. I love it. Um and I love that Jamie is legitimately jazzed to talk about himself for an hour. Oh God. You know he would be too. It was so like I love that they because like there were these little bits of Jamie that were kind of the way this character is played and the way um is Phil Dunster's name yeah. plays him is wonderful. It's so because good. like even when he's being the greatest, like there's still parts of him that are charming. And like when he and Keely were dating in the season one, you could see that she was kind of slumming it a little bit, but you could see at least kind of what she saw in him, that he could be better. Yeah. And I love how and I love how just He's not that he's stupid. It's just that he is stupid. But um <laughs> he is. but he's also it's a it's a this combination of like stupidness and like self-centeredness that he's working past the self-centeredness. But he's also earnest. He's earnest. Even when he's wrong, which is often you know, but he's yes. earnestly stupid and earnestly self-centered. Yes, it's it's and it's like there's not he's like and he's he's coming out of that malignant narcissism and into just kind of well, you know, it's Jamie. Yeah. I feel like so Jamie's supposed to be like twenty three, maybe twenty four at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like thirty year old Jamie is a pretty dope dude. Still kinda dumb. Probably. Yeah, probably. Still a little on the slow side. But probably, you know, yeah, pretty great. Yeah, pretty great hang. Yeah, he just needs to get some growth under his belt. Yeah. Um, okay, so that really wraps up the Ted and Jamie section for now. I'm going to skip over to Sam and Rebecca and see what they've been up to. So Sam, after practice, is sitting on his exercise bike. He's getting some cardio in. And he sends a picture of his Dubai Air advertisement to his dad, who's like, God damn it, like, didn't you know that Dubai Air is owned by Cerithium Oil, I think is what the company's called. Yeah. Which apparently is an evil company that's looting and polluting all over Nigeria. And his daddy calls him a shill. This I don't care for. Yeah. Because, like, like he's coming out hard. His dad is coming out hard in a way that, like, Sam clearly didn't know. And it's like, you don't have to pull out that, like, paternal disappointment quite yet yeah like uh it's clear sam didn't know and so that really hurt my heart for sam it that did. his dad reacted in that way poo poo on you papa Basanya. okay mm-hmm. not nice over with rebecca she's trying to bond with sassy's daughter nora she first tried to take her to a place that looked like a tea room for little girls like yes. a tea party place as someone who's recently been to a tea room as an adult mm-hmm. top notch Fuck yeah. I understand why this would not appeal to a girl in that age range, but as an adult, I would 100% go to that tea room and eat tiny little fingy sandwiches <laughs> and yeah. macaroons. Yeah. Oh, the macarons looked really good, didn't they? 
um yeah the adult ones are dope and they do they come out on these or at least the one that i went to they come out on these like the tiered things and like each layer has like a different thing and you get all kind i don't like tea you know i have you know my feelings on tea but they served a quite lovely lemonade that i did enjoy and it was really cool nice i did wear a jumpsuit and when i had to go to the potty i had to take it all the way off didn't like that that was that was poor planning on my fault part though such is the life if you want to wear a jumpsuit or a romper. Yeah, if you want to look real cute yeah, and wear a jumpsuit or a romper, these tragically are you're going to be cold in the potty. Yeah, that used to be just a thing that like women and femmes understood, but now they have the male romper. So, you know, commiserate I have with not us seen about this. it. Oh, they're good looking. They are. I'm good sure looking. they are. Um, they like they're like kind of what Dave Chappelle wears, only like tight fitting and short. <laughs> like it I works like yeah so commiserate with us guys all right oh okay so then the next thing that she wants to do is stop by the british girl shop but nora has outgrown both of these places so mm-hmm. rebecca has to quickly figure that out and adjust and then they run into someone a little who do they run into roy kent and little phoebe god great so just the cute just the best pairing the ever best. Um, it's only 10 minutes into the episode, but I could already use a bit of R&R, Roy and Rebecca. Rebecca. Oh, God, I hate that I knew that. (laughs) So they talk about Rebecca's dating life. Turns out she did, in fact, dump Just Fine John and Mm -hmm. has signed up for the dating app that Keely is pushing, Banter. They also talk about kids and how they just want to be a part of our lives sometime they don't need a parade thrown for them every day i liked that little speech in the in the writing that was so good i did i liked that too i liked um and i liked when she points out that like uh rebecca says to roy she goes she really loves you and and roy responds i know it's fucking annoying (laughs) yeah peak roy can't roy roy and phoebe continue to be like my favorite i love whenever roy is forced to interact with children great he's like both like he's great at it he doesn't moderate his language or his tone of voice but he like does somehow get on their level yeah it's because he has a pure soul you know and like you can imagine like animals and children love him well yeah then there's no there's no like he's not trying to speak down to them yeah so rebecca instead of trying hard to make up for lost time she instead invites nora to spend a day at work with her shadowing her for meetings and whatnot well it turns out that nora's into this she's good at it and she's quite opinionated at the office keely explains the banter app to her which nora thinks is awesome basically what it is is an app that is completely anonymous there are no photos, and it's all about encouraging people to connect using their words and personalities. What do you think about this? Yeah. I like this idea in theory, but as an adult, physical connection is also important. Yeah. And I understand, like, emotional connection can trump it, but I don't know. I think that's, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I don't know how it would play out in real life, but you miss the part where Higgins, when they come in and Higgins gives, like, gives, you know, Rebecca, like, an easy layup to crush, and she just <laughs> blunders, right? Higgins is just, like, she, he comes in, he's like, oh, I got it. I know what's happening here. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give Rebecca an easy win so she can s- seem, you know, seem real cool in front of this, you know, small child she's trying to bond with. Yeah. And she just 
Nope. She, she fumbles it. <laughs> she really does. Um, but that's why I love, oh my God. You know how I say that like Higgins is my, the, the, my favorite type of coworker? He, that's why. He's just so, he's the best. So good. Very kind thing to do. He's just the best. Best person. My favorite. Um, and also Ted, but also Higgins. So, <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, the app reminds me of a show called Love is Blind on Netflix. And it's very rare that things like that work. But I appreciate what it's trying to do, I guess. I, I do, too. I kind of like it. But, uh, yeah, it's I am deeply ambivalent. I don't know that I would try it. I think that I would maybe be afraid I was wasting my time if I did that. I, yeah. 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 Um, maybe there is something like that, though. I don't know. There could be. Um, I doubt it's called Banter. It's a good name, though. It is. So Nate's even downloaded Banter, but immediately deleted it because he's very picky about women. The only and problem they're is, very picky, too. Yeah. <laughs> women are picky, too. Ted's not looking for anything romantical right now, and Beard hasn't tested the app because he's rightfully afraid of Jane. Um, apparently, they took a big step in their relationship this weekend, and they have recently started sharing an iCloud account together. Ugh. Uh, bad I just yeah beard and jane you know i don't care for this problem i I don't know who's the problem in this relationship but there is a problem for yeah yeah um (laughs) later in the office scene we learn that the team is a bit financially fucked as uh nora says Mm -hmm. they're paying premier league rates on a championship league income so that's not good sam Mm -hmm. tells rebecca that he can't be the face of the dubai air campaign anymore and, well, Rebecca promises to take care of it with the sponsor. So this mm-hmm. is, I think, where my – this is where I have hmm, an issue. This is another – this might be – she this, – this is, goes way too well. This is not how this would happen. There are contracts that are signed. There's, like – there's penalties for not doing this kind of stuff. Oh, for like, Sam backing out of the campaign. Yeah, packing out of a deal. Like, there's he signed a contract. I'm assuming at one point. Um, like this isn't just pictures. And like Keely just takes it after she probably worked quite hard to get him this deal. Um, and she probably, you know, this just is too easy. And it's just this. I think this is another aspect where it breaks some of the. The realism of the show. Mm. Okay, I can I can take that critique. Oh yeah, so Rebecca basically is like, okay, I can take care of this because the CEO of this oil company is an old friend of Rupert's. So here's what I'll say into response to what you said. I don't know really how rich people work, um, but in my imagination. Rich people do shit like this, where it's like, there is stuff that normal people wouldn't be able to get away with, and but they just call up their friend, and it's like, hey, take care of it. Yeah, but one, like, you still have the fallout with Keely. That, yeah, and she was hurt. You could tell that she was kind of yeah. discouraged. Yeah, there's, there's that, there's, like, but even if you have to call up somebody and kind of help resolve it, like... It's. It wouldn't be this easy. It just. Sim- it simply wouldn't. It, it, this is an easy out. The show took an easy out for doing something like there. There would. There would be problems. Maybe so. I think that. Yeah. It. It would be more complicated. Yeah. Like you would have. Like there would be an argument back and forth. Yeah. Well, maybe that stuff happened and we just mm. don't see it. Uh. So 
Oh, and I figured out why I love Sam so much. Like, other than the fact that he's objectively awesome. I mean, he is. He is. But I was looking at his face in this scene, and structure-wise, he, maybe I'm crazy, but he looks like a Cabbage Patch doll. Like, and I mean that in a good way, not in a, like, disconcerting, creepy doll way. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I'm try- I don't think so. I, to me, he does, and that's why, like, I just find him so cute. Like, I just want to stare at his face. Like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I like pinch his cheeks. He's, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to pinch his cheeks. <laughs> I do. <laughs> He's cute. He's adorable. So Rebecca uh, calls this guy, Richard is his name. And I'm like, Branson? Because <laughs> he owns an, like a, like an airliner. Like, come on. Dubai yeah. Air version. Like, whatever. So um, he wants her to just fire Sam. Like, like if Sam's going to pull out of the Dubai Air ad, he's like, well, then get rid of Sam. Well, Nora, thankfully, is there to do a great bit of gut checking. And she tells a story about how she did the right thing and stood by her friend who got busted smoking in the girl's room, even though she could have, um, Nora could have hid in the bathroom stall and not gotten in trouble. But she comes out and, and stands by her friend and, and takes the lumps along with her. So I love that bit of advice from Nora. I didn't. Oh, that was so relatable to me. You didn't like it? Again, I don't like how Nora is written. It's it's one of those things where it's like, she's not 45 giving advice. Some kids be wise. Sure. Like I said, I was a wise kid. I was maybe wiser as a kid than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I had convictions when I was a kid. Uh, so... <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to pass over that. So cut to Rebecca and Nora. Um, They're writing an email to Richard telling him to fuck right off with the whole cutting Sam nonsense. And I love how Nora became Rebecca's anger translator. And um, I also love that she wrote uh, a new email signature for Rebecca. which is sincerely boss ass bitch. (laughs) That was great. So at the weekend game, the girls, Rebecca, Nora, Keely and Sassy are in the stands it turns out that the oil company asshole Richard said fine, just one word, fine, to Sam staying on the team because Rebecca um, stood up to him. And I I love that. Like, that's how things like that go. If you stand up to an asshole bully, they'll back down, usually. So I love that. And in the locker room, Sam and the other Nigerian players, Isaac and some other guy whose name I don't know, um, put tape over their Dubai Air logos on the shirts. Yep. And even though Sam is clear that he doesn't expect the others to do it, they do. And we yes. see um, we see that when they come out on the pitch, they've all blacked out the name uh, on their team uniforms. Well, I think what's important here is, is that the first white player to do it is Jamie. Absolutely. He and like him and Sam's like share a little nod. At first, Sam is like, what are you doing? And he's like... And and then I think Jamie responds very correctly here, which is like, you know, we're a team. We have to, you know, our, 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 you know, our uniforms have to match. You know, it's just a nice way to say, like, you know, I got your back. We're a team. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie's the first um, non-Nigerian to mm-hmm. kind of throw in in league with them. And I think it shows that he's really trying, you know, like on top of. Him actually uh, wanting to, I believe him when he says that he cares about solidarity for the team, but I also think that it's him taking advantage of an opportunity to show that like, hey, I'm trying to be in it 
with you guys. I'm trying to be a part of the team. Later at the post-game conference, Ted and Sam go in and talk to the reporters. And shout out to Ted for acknowledging um, something. He says, when bad things happen to people like me, he points at his white face. Um, Y'all write about it without being asked. Sam had to go and get y'all's attention. So I love this. And this is what I've been saying about Ted Lasso, which is that Ted is a good white man. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ted, Ted is like, he's like, he's like Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr. You know, he's like one of the good ones. So that's why I like Ted. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm being stupid, but also I mean it. I do mean that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did like that. Well, I like that he directs, directs the, the, the questions directly to Sam. Yeah, and let Sam speak for himself. Mm-hmm. And, well, unfortunately, they lost the game. We do find that out. Um, but, again, another moral victory with Sam's protest. And Samuel, Mau Mau Rebellion Obasanya, takes a goddamn stand. And uh, well, the, the Mau Mau's were in Kenya, but that's not my point. My point <laughs> is that he stood up and he calls out the oil company for the corruption um, or, or for the pollution of the environment, rather. And he also calls out the corruption of the Nigerian government. And Jamie and Sam have a bit of a makeup moment uh, back in the locker room after Jamie gives him kudos for his courage. And I love this moment. Like that's goes without saying. But I think it's very true that Sam was brave and that Jamie is trying so it was a great end to the episode to me. I loved it. Did you have any feelings when it all ended? One, we missed sections, which were Roy sections. Uh, and I was very upset about that, which was oh, Roy is, at, yeah, on the yeah. TV station. Oh, I and did skip that. Go for it. He, yeah. gives, he gives one of his greatest and most devastating insults, which is <laughs> Jamie Tart is a Muppet, and I hope he dies of the incurable condition of being a little bitch. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I love it when people call people Muppets. Muppet. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, it seems a very British thing to call someone a Muppet. Um, But, yeah, it was just, Roy was on fire this episode with his insults, and he goes, like, everyone, after everyone in the, in the um, <laughs> recording studio. It's pretty great. And then it's the end. I really like that they end on those pictures at the as the closing credits. Yes, very cute. It's very charming. It is very charming. And you know, my girl Sassy was up in there too. Um, oh yeah, she so needs yeah. to get it. She needs to uh, get, get manhandled with by twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> by the twenty two year old footballers. Yeah, um, sweaty young men. I uh, I loved the the pictures and then the song that they're playing with the pictures in the end credit is Call of My Friend by um, a Zamrock, a Zambian rock group called, and I don't know how to pronounce this, uh, I think it's Amana Z. Um, so that was, a, it was just a, a bop. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else did I want to say? Oh, the Roy thing that you brought up on that show, soccer, was it called Soccer Saturday? Oh, it was I- called Football Saturday. It's called Soccer and so that was my that was one of my questions. Is it weird that they call it Soccer Saturday? Like, do they say soccer over there? I don't think so. Yeah, but that's what the, I've noticed that a couple episodes that the the maybe banner on that show says soccer. Maybe it's like for Americans. I don't know. And then the other thing that I had a question about: Did you notice that one of the guys is George, the the original fired manager that Rebecca fired at the beginning of the series? 
Is that him? I thought it just looked like him. The white-haired guy. And they said yeah. his name this time, too. Oh. And that he had previously coached, like, you know, uh, Richmond. So it was weird to see George again. Oh, you're right. You're right. And he was, I think you are a shit manager. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so that was the episode, and now we're going to get into our segments. Woot woot. So our first segment is the moment that was life, or our favorite moment. Football is life! No, 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 Julia, what's your favorite moment? Uh, Roy, just glaring on television when they're introducing all the guys, <laughs> and they all have, like, these little, like, cheeky little introductions, and Roy just glares yeah. back at the, at the host, and I was like... Never change, Roy. Never change. It was so good and so effective. Like, you don't have to say anything. Just stare. No. Like, that is his introduction. Okay. <laughs> I also I also enjoyed, uh, I have two, Sassy talking about Ted in bed, mostly because I want to say the phrase Ted in bed. Um, <laughs> even though, again, it's wildly inappropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was all, Sassy's crazy. She's great. She, she, like, and as a psychologist, she is a psychologist, right? I believe so. Yeah, she's a child psychologist. She should know how to behave better. She does. She doesn't care. Like sassy. No, a problem. she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's crushing it. Yeah, inappropriate. Um, let's see. My favorite moment. Were you done? Yeah, that's it. What was your favorite? Uh, it was Sam's speech. That was my favorite moment. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. Um, baller shit and good job, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um. Our next segment is Be a Goldfish, or the moment that you would like to forget. You know what the happiest animal on Earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. What do you got? It's going to be Lead Tasso. <laughs> I hated him. I hated him so goddamn much. I I can't. I don't have words for how much I hated him. Anyway, with that said... What was yours? It was Led Tasso. Really? Yeah, it was. It was hilarious, but it was hard for me to see Ted that way. Like, mm. I like nice Ted. Ooh. Interesting. I don't, I don't want to see Ted that reminds me of, of uh, my coach from my <laughs> childhood. Mr. Elders? <laughs> Mr. Elders. Okay, our next segment is Biscuits or our favorite character... I brought you a little something. Oh, yeah. Cookies. <laughs> or as y'all call them here, biscuits, right? Three guesses. Who do you think mine is? Who do you think mine is? Who do you think mine is? I'm going to actually try to guess for real. Ke- uh, Keely. Yes, actually. It's Roy, it's Roy and or Keely. I couldn't decide. <laughs> I was going to say Roy, but then I was like, well, he didn't have enough to do. I don't so know. That I that that devastating burn on, on Jamie was enough to, to kind of, I just loved it. Um, and I just, Keely for just being like, I don't have to put up with Jamie. Let's go straight to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, that was, talk about being a boss ass bitch. She was just like, nope, straight to the doctor's office with you. Which is the move. I love that. It, it was pretty, it was pretty rad. Who is it for you? Is it Nora? No. She's dope though. Who is Honor- it? Honorable mention to Nora, but it's Sam. Oh, this I should guessed. Yeah, this was Sam's episode. He was the hero of this mm. episode. Um, and also, speaking of Nora, she is as enamored of Sam as I am. 
Okay. Oh, that was cute. That was legitimately cute. That's yeah. the one time she acts like a real person where she's like, when she's like trying to bring her up to like say hi to her and she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And she's like, hi, say Mamba Sanya. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, oh, I love that. That yeah. I did like. Um, okay. And, our, and then our last superlative is our least favorite character or hot brown water. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Who are you giving your hot brown water okay, to? Okay, so I need to preface this with I do not mean it's going to be Nora. So <laughs> I don't. So and again, I want to preface this, this: I'm not being critical of a small child actor. She did a wonderful job. She's a very charming actress, um, but she is not written like a child. And we already have one child who's not written like a child, Phoebe. And I think just having two of them in the episode, I was just, whatever threshold I had for that was exceeded. Um, and so I just didn't care for it. Um, yeah. And yes, that that's kind of where, where I'm at. Okay. What about uh, you? Where's so your, who's your hot brown water? It was Dubai Air. <laughs> Oh, come on! <laughs> For being environmental racist. Okay? Like, a company can be... They've practically been a character. They're they're the sponsor of the team. <sighs> Maybe that's cheating a little bit. But it is. I couldn't think Hence of my any, sighing. <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody that I didn't like this episode, but I definitely didn't like them. So mm-hmm. I'm just... You know, corporations are people in America. <laughs> I was about to reach through the internet. <laughs> I was about to, like, reach through the internet. <laughs> and be like Ashley. Ashley. Uh <laughs> dude, that is a factual statement. I, that that is what the court said, so that okay. I hate anyway. it. Anyway. Uh, please don't don't remind me. <laughs> All right. So <sighs> themes. Do you have any themes this episode? I don't healing? I don't know. Like this one is as I thought about it. And to be honest, I I was so distracted by like to be to be to be honest. The writing in this episode, at least from my point of view, is sloppy. And so I was so distracted by that. I couldn't quite pick up on themes. I think it is, but mainly if I had to pick one out, it would be forgiveness. Because it's what both Jamie and Rebecca are seeking. I like that. What about you? I like that a lot. What what were Um, your themes? I really loved the the writing in this episode. And I... um, Let's see. I had a theme. Do the rightest thing. So standing up and doing the right thing, whether it be Nora's story about standing up for her friend or Rebecca having Sam's back or Sam's protest or the team standing in solidarity with Sam. Um, I thought that was great. Also, the movie Do the Right Thing is essentially about protest at its core. So uh, fuck Sal's Pizzeria and fuck police brutality. (laughs) Always. And um, fuck the old company in this show. Mm. All right. So 100%. I picked up a, a protest theme as well. Yeah, you're right. I missed that one for the first time. Okay. So that wraps up season two, episode three of Ted Lasso. Do the rightest thing. Join us next time where we talk about episode four. It's Carol of the Bells, the Christmas episode. Uh, that's going to be bonkers. And yeah, until then, bye, everybody. And join us next time.
In the meantime, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and send your comments, theories, and just any general feelings you have about what we covered this week to tviuslifepod at gmail.com. And we may cover it on an upcoming episode. Thank y'all for listening. Until next time, take care of your characters and each other.